Good morning, church. How are you guys doing? I trust that you are well. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. I trust you rejoicing and you're so glad in it. As you know, here at Flood, we've been going through uh, a conversation on prayer. So I would love to invite you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6 um, as we're getting to continue this conversation about prayer. And, and in Matthew chapter 6, we find a template. Uh, if you would, uh, of how prayer should look like. Because from the beginning, as humans, we love sometimes to just make things hard. Uh, we love to just complicate things a little bit. And I feel like Jesus, in this moment when he was asked us this wonderful question, like, teach us to pray, he's almost like stepping into this moment of saying, okay, this is how you should allow yourself to recognize what prayer is about. That prayer is communion, prayer is communication, and, and we sometimes make it just hard for nothing. Sometimes we can just be lazy, and that laziness can come from us feeling like prayer is a chore that is going to destroy us. And, and I have to be honest, there are the moments and season where praying is going to be hard, where you don't feel like praying where you don't feel like you can step into a hard place but when you look at how jesus has told us how to pray you understand that he's made it even easier for us to naturally step into a praying place when we feel it's hard when we feel like we just have to shut down our lives and shut down our room and stay in our room jesus is like okay if you're gonna pray i want you to go in secret you like even when I don't want to do anything with the Lord, it's like my invitation for you is to understand that God knows your heart, sees your heart. So I want you to take time. So do not be like this. So this is how Jesus uh, starts in uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will have to convince God that their eloquency, their skills, their theological uh, understanding is what makes them right with God um, and allows them to come to a place where they can convince God. So he says, do not do that, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So Jesus from verse 9 says, pray then like this. So this is a template. This is what I want you to recognize when you are praying. This is what your heart should be moved by when you are praying. This is where your heart should dwell when you are praying. That you can pray this prayer as many times as you can, but I want you to see the concepts and the invitations in uh, in this whole prayer. That Jesus starts with our Father in heaven and inviting us to recognize that when we are praying, what qualifies us to pray is what Jesus has done. Why do I start with that? And why is that linking to our Father? Is because Jesus brought us back to a relationship that was so messed up, to a relationship that was so broken that we had between us 
and the Father. So Jesus paid for that so that you and me could have a relationship with God. Now we can call God Abba. We can call God Father. Even with the complications of what fatherhood looks like in the world, Jesus almost steps into this place and say, you have a father who has paid everything, who has allowed you to be empowered to be in a relationship with him. That through Jesus Christ, if I were to use the words of Ravi Zacharias, is that Jesus makes dead people alive. It's not just Jesus coming to us and say, okay, you have an option to do whatever you want and God can bless that. No, no, no. It's God making dead people alive so that those people that are now alive can come to God and say, God, you are our father because of what Jesus did. So Jesus says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily bread, our daily uh, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. So you see he starts with our father and then he comes to this place where I want to see it a little bit more today. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. And, and that place is quite important for us to see that uh, because we all know the importance of understanding names, right? Uh, we all know the importance of names. Um, when when we are living in this world and we hear name of a president, a dictator, when we hear name of a group that's terrorizing the world, there's something that happens to our hearts. And I want you to understand even when these guys were hearing about the name, the name, the name, they definitely were thinking about what would happen uh, if someone more powerful would come into those places. Uh, when you look up to history, we remember names of people that have done strange things or things, people that have done amazing things. We remember the scientists. We remember people that caused wars. We remember the uh, medical doctors that have done amazing work. We remember the nurses. We remember all these people that have done great things in this world and their names sometimes carry something they even scholarships in education that have come after names of people that have done or contributed something and name is quite important even if you are to be real here in malawi when we're giving names to kids we normally have a meaning behind the name my name is yamigani and there's a story uh, to my name. Uh, there's a story to why they gave me the name Yamigani, which uh, is a story for another day, but it's a real life story that at that moment, my parents got to be at a place of like, we want to praise God. We want to give thanks to God for having this child. So names are important. Names uh, allows us to recognize what's going on and who we are talking to or what value they have and what are the things we need to notice. Names are quite important. So when Jesus is inviting us to pray, he's like, I want you to pray with the confidence that I have made it possible for you to be a child of God. So you are running to your father our father but i also want you to have this in mind this truth this reality that his name is above your name so when we are saying hallowed be your name what does that actually mean it simply means sanctified holy powerful set apart sacred pure is your name god that there's nothing i can do to add to your, the purity of your name 
There's nothing I can do to add to that purity. Your name deserves to be praised. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they're safe. That, that when Jesus is inviting us, he wants us to recognize what's in the name of God. That the name of God in the moment where we're saying, hallowed be your name, is God allowing us to recognize who he is and what that means for us. That the name of God is set apart, is sacred, is incomparable. Your name cannot be boxed in. That when you remember the story of Moses, when Moses was like, okay, what will I tell Pharaoh um, about who's sending me for, to let the people go? And God says, I am. <laughs> like I can't be boxed. I am the one that made the whole world. I am the one, one holding his life. I am the one that brings freedom. I am the one that redeems. I am the author. I am the finisher. I am the perfecter. I am God. So the name of the Lord is how God invites us to see almost, if I were to use the word, attributes of who God is. It allows us to see the power, the purity, the glory, the sacredness of God when we understand his name. So Jesus invites us to hallow God's name, to respect, to honor, to be in awe, to carry wonder that God, you are my father who I should fear and love like the God of the universe who is just holy and merciful at the same time is the one I'm praying to. The God that holds all things together, the God that's sovereign, the God that's powerful. Hallowed be your name. Your name is great above all names. Your name is mighty. That's the God who we are being invited to pray to. That hallowed be your name. It's our heart posture remembering. <laughs> Who God is. Our primary duty in prayer is to disregard ourselves and to give God the preeminence in our thoughts, desires, and supplications. That when we are literally coming before God, the desire is for us to be reminded of whose name we are praying to. And what does that even mean? It's 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 the God who is holy that we are praying to. It's a God who is kind that we are praying to. Is a God who is generous that we're praying to. Is a God that is powerful more than any other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. But there's no other name that's above the name of God. That we have to be aware of that. Because when we are praying, we are bringing anxieties before God, right? We're bringing troubles or celebrations. We're bringing every other thing that is on our heart right now. That's actually what prayer should be about. Intentionally communicating with God where we are at. Whether we're in pain, where we're frustrated, where we are celebrating, where we're having a good time, where it's just complicated. That's how we're coming before God, right? So when we come before God and we're hallowing God's name, we are looking in wonder at God's name. Something happens to our hearts. Whatever name, the thing that's troubling us, it's pushed down to where it belongs. That the name of the Lord is a strong tower, is powerful, is greater than the name of whatever is troubling me. The name of my battles, the name of my struggles are not comparable 
to the name that's brought salvation, to the name that's created everything with a speech, to the name that's greater above all names, that when we come before God, we have to disregard ourselves and to give God the preeminence in our thoughts. Because sometimes the names of the things can want to take preeminent, can want to grab our desires and our supplications and run with them. But God is like, I want you to be informed by the power of the name of God, because that name of God reveals who God is, the healer, Jehovah, (laughs) the one who is in charge of all things, God, Yahweh. That when we come in before God, we have to have that posture, that hallowed be your name, because his name is sanctified, is set apart, is sacred, that is a, it's much less. We cannot pray aright unless the glory of God be dominant in our desires. We are to cherish a deep sense of the holiness of God and ardent longing for the honoring of it. So, so when we are praying that hallowed be your name is not only we're recognizing how holy the name of God is and who God is, but we're also choosing and making our heart long for who God is so that he is honored above all things. Therefore, we must not ask God to bestow anything that will contradict his holiness. So when, when, when we are looking at the name of God, it's almost like our hearts are being set to be in line with who God is, with his will, with his power, with his name. Because in that moment, it's almost like our loves, our pressures, our anguishes are almost being reordered in view of the name of God. To say, this is who God is. How does what I'm struggling with, what I'm bringing before God look like when I see the way God has revealed himself? Hallowed be thy name. The name of God stands for the divine perfections god himself calling to mind of the believer all that he is that this is who i am the name of the lord is a strong tower divine name sets before us all that god has revealed to us concerning himself so basically god is saying as you're praying i want you to remember all that i've revealed about myself to you in my word what have i said in my word that i'm loving i am kind that i am with you And that might be something that you need to hear right now before you even step into prayer. That God has revealed himself as I am, the God who is with us. So be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. That his divine name says before us all that God has revealed to us concerning himself. That (laughs) he is incorruptible. He is holy. He is pure. That he is all glorious, he should be revered, he should be feared, he should be uh, a God that we come to with wonder. Because what is a man that you are mindful of God? It's because I created him. It's because he's loved by me. Because God delights in us because of who Christ is. That the name of the Lord When we say, hallowed be your name, we are recognizing the power of God. That the reality of this life sometimes that we forget is we do not fight against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities. And the 
truth of we being at a place where we recognize the power of God is like no spiritual attack or no spiritual moment is more powerful than who God is. That no moment, no opposition, no regret, no fear, no anger is more powerful than who God is. For us to hallow or sanctify his name means that we give God the supreme place, that we set him above all else in our thoughts, in our affections, and in our lives. And I want to read a few thoughts that other leaders have come up with over time when it comes to prayer. Uh, In this petition, the glory of God is both desired and promised on our part. For every prayer is both an expression of a desire, also an implicit vow or solemn obligation that we take upon ourselves to prosecute what we ask. Prayer is preaching to ourselves. Mm, I like that. Preaching to ourselves in God's hearing. We speak to God to warn ourselves, not for his information, but for our edification. That when we're saying, hallowed be your name, it's not like we're informing God that, hey God, your name needs to be hallowed. No, we are saying, God needs to be hallowed. God needs to be praised. God is holy. God is powerful. So when we are coming with that posture, it's for our edification, not for his information. First, in a wider sense, we are to plead thereby that God, by his overruling providence, direct and dispose of all things to his own glory so as we are even starting to pray what that means is basically when we say hallowed be your name we're saying your name above my needs your name in line with my desires literally i would even just change that word because it even feels weird it's more like my needs has to be in line with how you've revealed who you are your name is above my needs your name is above what i need so when i'm bringing my desires i want those desires to align with how you have revealed who you are to us hereby we pray that god himself sanctify his name that he cause it by his providence and grace to be known and adored through the preaching of his law and the gospel furthermore we pray that his name might be sanctified and magnified in and by us not that we can add anything to god's essential holiness but we can and should promote the manifestivity glory of his holiness god's name be hallowed god's name be hallowed by name by god's name what if God is made known to us by? This is a name. As a man is known by his name, so the Lord reveals himself to us by his name. And, 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 and just to remind us what that name is about, it, it consists of all glorious attributes of God as holy, pure, wise, infinite, powerful, sovereign, and all the ordinances of God and the graces of God and all the things he's provided for us, for us to understand who God is. So because he's our father, I'm going to repeat this because I love saying, because he's our father who needs to be hallowed, who is hallowed above all things, not that we're going to add to that name. We excitedly look forward to being in his presence. Because he is a holy, powerful God. 
that in his presence he removes the fears, the anger, the uh, corruptible things. He, he makes us whole. We are bold in his presence because his care, kindness, joy, peace, and power. We encounter a peace that we cannot fabricate. We encounter a joy that only Jesus gives us because he is the one that strengthens us. We compassionately lift up other people because God is making all things work together. So then how do we as humans intentionally every other day hallow God's name? When you are praying today, I want you to acknowledge the excellency of God and his glory and his beauty. Because sometimes when we dig in his word, we're able to see the beauty of God and see the ugliness of our sins. When we hallow God's name, that literally comes face to face with who we are. That God is so beautiful, God is so powerful, God is great, God is excellent. We are not, we are not. When we are figuring out how do we hallow God's name, we need to know that we do that by acknowledging the worth of his name. So we choose to preserve it, almost like to maintain it. Not because we're adding anything, but we are reminded that my corruption cannot trick the name of the Lord. My misunderstanding cannot change who God is. So I come before God acknowledging that the name is worthy all the glory, is worthy all the attention, is worthy all the power. And as well, I acknowledge the worthy of his name by proclaiming proclaiming it. God, you are good. God, you're so good. God, you're all kind. God, you're all powerful. God, you're with us. You're Emmanuel, God with us. You are great. You are all powerful. There is no one like you. There is no one like you. If you miss anything, I don't want you to miss this truth that a hallowing God's name is recognizing how sacred, how powerful, how gentle and kind, and how just God is. And that in us choosing to do that, that realigns our pursuits, because our pursuits then come along with how God has revealed himself. Not what we need, or not what we want to fabricate, not what we want to get from God. That when we come to our Father, and we're choosing to hallow his name, all we're doing, and the reality is, what our heart is doing that moment is just remember how sacred the name of God is. How powerful, how kind, how gentle, how forgiving God is. That we cannot add or manipulate to the name and the power of God. God is God. He is the I am. He is the kind one. He is the merciful one, but also he is the just one. That God is the one who said, I'm going to send my son to pay for the penalty of our sins. That when we're coming before God and we say, hallowed be your name, all we are recognizing is how much we cannot do life apart from God. All we're recognizing is how any other name bows down to the name of God. That we cannot compare the name of the Lord to anyone or anything. When we're saying, hallowed be your name, we are reminding our hearts that our troubles, whatever name,
chains they carry, whatever anxieties they carry, are not as powerful as our God. They are not close to the power that our God carries. When we say, hallowed be your name, we're proclaiming the name that's above all names that brings healing, that brings peace, that brings justice, that brings kindness, that brings purpose, that brings life. That's what we're doing. When we're saying, hallowed be your name, I'm saying to my needs that no matter how confusing and frustrating you are, my God is greater. God is bigger. God is holding all things together. God is with me. Even when I don't feel like that is the truth, I hallow his name because my feelings, my present circumstance does not change who God is and how he's revealed himself to be. And that, that is why we say, hallowed be your name. So what are the names of the things troubling you right now that you need to come before God and say, God, hallowed be your name. Remind me how powerful you are, how great you are, how providential you are, how kind you are in view of my present circumstances god you promised in your word and you haven't broken any promise yet that's the god we are hallowing that's a god we are wondering at. that's a god we say oh my god you are good you are great you are holy you are powerful that's the one we're coming to and where do you need to start recognizing who god is that your situation is feeling like it's more complicated, but it will completely change the moment you recognize and realize that compared to the name of God, which reveals how God wants us to see him and who God is, your situation, as hard as it is, is not as powerful as who he is. Let's pray. God, thank you. Help us remember who you are and how kind you are to us. Help us hallow your name with wonder, with sacredness, with, with holiness. Let us fear your name, fear your power, fear your kindness, and, and enjoy your presence for the sake of your name, for the glory of your kingdom. Amen. My desire for you is this week to truly and fully see the power of God's name. And that when you're bringing any other troubling thing, you see, it doesn't carry weight in light of who God is. No matter how much noise that thing is bringing, it doesn't carry weight before our God as his name and the glory of his name. Love you.